0: We are in Yavamos Mem Aleph, Oman Aleph 41A2. We are beginning a new Mishnah. Uh, The Gemara for the next little bit is going to be discussing, again, some of the uh, real Yavamos topics, the real Yavamos topics that we've sort of dealt with uh, towards the beginning. Uh, But as we move on, uh, in a couple of weeks, it will begin to discuss uh, some newer topics, Uh, definitely in, uh, in about five, six weeks, we will be discussing uh, the main main sugyas, the, the main places where, in, the, in the Talmud where we discuss uh, the laws of geiris, of conversion. And there's a, a lot to discuss on that. And so that will take place in a few weeks from now. But right now, we are back in the heart of, uh, of Yevamos. So the Mishnah says as follows, So let's say we have... Uh, Ruvain and Shimon are brothers or, or let's say Ruvain and pass, um, Ruvain passes away without any children so Shimon does chalitza to Ruvain's wife Ruvain's wife is Rachel so um, Shimon does chalitza to Rachel and his brother there's three brothers Ruvain passed away Shimon did chalitza and then Levi Levi went ahead and married uh, the sister the mace. And then, uh, so essentially Levi married, let's say, Rachel's sister is Leah. And then Levi dies, Levi dies without any children. And so now Shimon has to do Yibbim or Chalitza to Leah. Now Leah is the original Rachel, the, the chalitza, the one that Shimon did Chalitza with. It's the sister, and so there's a law. That's what we discussed in the last Mishnah, that a person cannot marry his the sister-in-law, the one that he did Chalitza with her sister or her relative. And so in this case, it's exactly a case of uh, doing Yibam or marrying uh, the, uh, the relative. lay is the relative. lay is the sister of Rachel. So the law is, because it's a rabbinic prohibition, this is not a biblical prohibition, but this is a rabbinic prohibition. So because this is a rabbinic prohibition, so on a Torah level, uh, he really could marry her. Uh, but on a rabbinic level, we say that they cannot get married. So because... On a rabbinic level, we say they can't can I, can I get married. We say, do chalitza. You have to do chalitza. You are not allowed to do yivam. You would have to do chalitza. That is case number one of the Mishnah. Case number two of the Mishnah is. Case number two is not where chalitza was done, but let's say a simpler case. Ruvain is married to Rachel. It's not a case of yivam, but Ruvain divorces Rachel. He divorces Rachel, they get divorced. And Shimon is married to Leah, to Rachel's sister. So two brothers marry two sisters. Uh, one of the marriages, let's say Reuven to Rachel, ends up in a divorce. Uh, but then, what ends up happening is that uh, Shimon's marriage to Leah uh, ends up in a case of Yibam because uh, Shimon passes away, the mace. So Shimon now passes away. So So now Reuven uh, falls, or really Leah, Shimon's wife, Leah falls to Reuven to do Yibam or Chalitza. But we say the law is is that they're totally exempt. There is no no Zika. It's a total exemption between Reuven and uh, Leah. Why? Because Leah is Rachel's sister. Rachel is still alive. Leah is Rachel's sister, even though they got divorced. Even though they got divorced, but still there's a prohibition. Still to marry any of your, even if it's your ex-wife, to marry any of her relatives a Torah prohibition, a severe Torah prohibition, and so therefore there is a total exemption. Reuben would not have to do Yibam or Chalitza to uh, to Rachel. So that is case number two. So case number one is where the Yavam falls to a situation of Yibam or Chalitza to the sister-in-law who is also the sister of the Chalutza, of Rachel who is the Chalutza, and in that case because it's a rabbinic prohibition we say you still have to do Chalitza. The second case, case number two, is where uh, the Yavam, the brother-in-law and the sister-in-law are also related because it, it is uh, it is his ex-wife's sister. Uh, and so therefore there's a, a complete exemption from Yibam or Chalitza. You do not have to do anything. That is case number two. Case number three is as follows. The following case. The case is, let's say we have Reuven is married to Rachel. Reuben passes away without any children. So Rachel now... Has to do yibum or chalitza. However, Reuben's brother Shimon. What did Shimon do? Shimon at that moment, at that time, when he should really be either doing yibum or chalitza to Rachel. What does he do? He marries. Halach gets. Sorry, he uh, he gets engaged a halachic engagement to Leah, to Rachel's sister. And so he now is halachically engaged uh, to Leah. So as a result of that, it creates a very uh, complicated situation here because uh, Shimon now is halakhically engaged to Leah after, he only got engaged after um, after Rachel fell to Yibam Rachelitza if he were to get engaged before it's important to keep this in mind, if he were to get engaged before let's say Shimon was oh, was already engaged to Leah and then Ruven passes away so then there's a total exemption from Yibam Rachelitza to, uh, to Rachel because Rachel is Shimon's wife Shimon's wife is Leah, Shimon's wife's sister uh, and it's a halachic engagement. It's viewed as a halachic engagement would create uh, this exemption. However, in this case, they did not get engaged beforehand, but they got engaged after Uwein passed away. And so because they got engaged after Uwein passed away, so while it's true that Rachel is uh, is Leia's sister, uh, but still, we still have to deal with that situation. And anyways, uh, because Sh- Shimon was really not allowed to marry or become engaged to Leah? Why? He's not allowed to become engaged to Leah because when Rachel now falls to even Rachelitza. So we should say that uh, Rachel is zakok to Shimon, and there's a rabbinic prohibition to uh, marry or get engaged to any of Rachel's relatives. And he went ahead and he got engaged to to Rachel's sister, to Leah. And so this this is a violation of of this rabbinic prohibition uh, to get engaged to. Or marry uh, Rachel, the sister-in-law's sister in law's sister, and this is a violation. He violated it. it. Works because it's a rabbinic prohibition, so it's still viewed as uh, it's halakhically uh, viewed as a as a as an engagement. But he violated that, and as a result of that, the mission says as follows: They said in the name of Rabbi Huda b'Maseira, Omer lo hamten You have to wait. You cannot get married. You are halakhically engaged. However, you're not allowed to get married until Rachel, your sister-in-law, Rachel either has a different brother, you're Shimon, but let's say you have a different brother, Levi, either does Yibam or Chalitza to Rachel. Why? Once Levi does Yibam or Chalitza to Rachel, so now Rachel, the Zika, is only connected to Levi, Rachel is only connected to Levi, whether it's Yibam or There's no longer a connection to Shimon. In fact, it's not that there's no longer a connection, but the point of the mission is to say that it's, retroactively, it's as though they had no connection, it's completely annulled. Uh, that connection to Shimon. And so now Shimon could end up marrying Leah, because since there's no connection, after Levi was the one who did Ebem or Chalitza to Rachel, so Shimon has no connection to Rachel, and now he's allowed to finish it off and get married to Leah, to complete, to complete the marriage. And so that's what we tell him. Wait. Wait until one of your other brothers, Levi, does Ibam or Chalitza. Alternatively, Mesa HaYivama, let's say Rachel passes away, so then Yechna Seshta. Once Rachel passes away, so then certainly he's allowed to marry Leah, uh, when it comes to sisters, this is the only case, uh, but when it comes to sisters, of, of your even of, of a regular wife, uh, if, uh, if the wife passes away, so then you're allowed to marry the sister. It doesn't apply to any of the other uh, cases of arayos, of incest, but uh, meaning, let's say the wife were to pass away, you're still not allowed to marry your mother-in-law or your, or your wife's daughter. Uh, that would, none of that would be allowed. The only case which is allowed is if if the wife passes away. So then you're allowed to marry her sister. So if the evama, if Rachel were to pass away, so then that would be another case in which uh, Shimon would be allowed to marry Rachel's sister. We'd be, be able to marry Leah. However, Masei Let's say he's the only he's the only brother around. Let's say Levi died. So Shimon is the only brother around. So he has to do something, and he's not going to wait until uh, Rachel passes away. So what should he do? He has no other choice because he's really stuck. He's not allowed to marry either one. He's not allowed to marry Leah because Leah is the sister of of Rachel, and Rachel is Zakkuk. Rachel is connected to Shimon because it's the sister-in-law, and he's not allowed to mar- He's not allowed to complete Yibam to Rachel because he's married to Leah. Uh, and he's, he's engaged to Leah, and Rachel is Leah's sister, so he really cannot do anything uh, in terms of marriage. So what we say is that you have to, He has to first divorce Leah. He would have to divorce Leah, and he would have to do chalitza to Rachel. Uh, so they would essentially have to separate the marriage or the or, or that yivam situation and do chalitza in those cases because you, you would not be allowed to get married to either one. So that is all case number three. So we had the first two cases, and then we had this last case, this more complicated last case, uh, where Shimon uh, was supposed to do yivam or chalitza to Rachel, but instead he violated the rule and he got engaged to Leah, uh, because he was not allowed to get engaged to Leah, because Leah is Rachel's sister, and there, there was this Zika, this strong connection between Shimon and Rachel. So in that case, this is the last case, we said that either one of the other brothers has to do Yibim or Chalitza, and then that retroactively removes the Zika to Shimon and Rachel. Alternatively, he would have to, uh, essentially divorce Leah and also give, do Chalitza to, uh, to Rachel. So the Gemara first comments. We'll continue with the Gemara. The Gemara first comments on the first two cases of uh, of the Mishnah. So again, the first two cases of the Mishnah. The first case of the Mishnah uh, was a case where um, the brother-in-law, sister-in-law relationship. Is not just a brother-in-law sister-in-law relationship, but he also did chalitza. The brother-in-law did chalitza with the sister-in-law's sister. So there's a rabbinic prohibition. In that case, where there's a rabbinic prohibition, we say you have to do chalitza. You're not allowed to do yibam, but you would still have to do chalitza because it's only a rabbinic prohibition. It's not a biblical prohibition. Then the Mishnah says V'khain. Similarly, uh, similarly, in the next case, case number two is where the brother-in-law and sister-in-law relationship is not just brother-in-law and sister-in-law, but it's also the fact that the brother-in-law is uh, was got divorced. Uh, two, was divorced, and his ex-wife is the sister of the of this sister-in-law of her brother's uh, of his sorry of his brother's wife, and so two brothers married two sisters, and then one of the brothers got divorced, and then the other brother passed away without any children, and so in that case, there is a biblical prohibition to marry that uh, that sister-in-law because it ends up being his ex-wife's uh, sister. And you don't have to do anything, because there's a Biblical prohibition, you would not, you're totally exempt, you don't have to do even or Chalitza. So the Gemara asks, "My What is vechain?" Similarly, the first two cases are very different. Why would you use the language similarly? It's not similarly. The first case is a rabbinic prohibition. The sister-in-law is your, is the one that you did Chalutza, Chalitza to, it's her sister, and that's a rabbinic prohibition, so you would have to do Chalitza. The second case was your ex-wife's sister. And so in that case, that's a biblical prohibition, and so therefore you do not have to do chalitza, you do not have to do yibam. So why is it similarly? So my answer is no, ema, aval megarish. Don't use the word similarly in the Mishnah, these are really two different cases with two different laws. Just use the word aval, however. However, the case number two, case number two is different, and so they say to change the language of the Mishnah. One last line with regards to the first two cases. From this Mishnah, Reish Lakish learns from this Mishnah, and the source is this Mishnah, that when it comes to Achaz Grusha, uh, to marry uh, your ex-wife's sister or relative, that is a biblical prohibition, to marry uh, the relative of the of the one that you did Chalitza with, that is a rabbinic prohibition. That is not a biblical prohibition, but that is just a rabbinic prohibition. The Gemara now, uh, discusses really for the, for the rest of the Gemara, for today and for the next recording, uh, discusses case number three. The rest of the time is to discuss case number three. Case number three again is where uh, we have Ruben passes away. He's married to Rachel. He passes away without any children. So Shimon, instead of do, dealing with Rachel and doing even Merchalitza, he ends up getting halachically engaged to Leah, which is a prohibition. You're not allowed to be halachically engaged to Leah because there's this Zika. According to Rabbi Yehuda b'masir, there's the Zika, and it's a rabbinic prohibition to marry any of the sister-in-law's relatives. However, what do you do? So the the Mishnah discusses what exactly do you do in such a case. Either one of the other brothers does even with to Rachel, and now Shimon does not have a connection to Rachel, or Rachel passes away, and so therefore there's no longer a prohibition to marry Leah, the sister, or he would actually, if none of those happen... So then he would have to get uh, divorced. He would have to divorce Leah and he would have to do chalitza to Rachel. The Gemara comments and says, The law is like Rabbi Yehuda b'masera. Rabbi Huda is of the opinion in order to have this complicated case you have to hold yesh zika. Uh, and we follow this a position that you have to hold yesh zika that there is this connection between Shimon and Rachel, between the brother-in-law and the sister-in-law such that for Shimon to go ahead and, and get engaged to Rachel's sister, to Leah, that would be a... Uh, that would be a prohibition. That is a rabbinic prohibition of achos ziku kosa, of, uh That is a that is a rabbinic uh, prohibition. And because of that rabbinic prohibition, we say that if they got engaged, so then you really cannot stay married. Even though uh, you now have a weaker connection to the sister-in-law because it ends up being your uh, engaged, the, the your wife's uh, sister. Uh, and so therefore there should be a weaker connection. But because it's a violation of a rabbinic prohibition, so therefore we will say... You have to deal. You have to deal with both, and you have to get divorced uh, or do chalitza from uh, from both. Just parenthetically, the law is that if it wasn't just a halach engagement, let's say you actually got married, you went even further and you got married to Leah. So Tosos earlier he says that if you actually got married, so then we view it as a marriage. You're allowed to stay with Leah. Ironically, you did more to violate the rabbinic prohibition, but since you're married now and you're married to Leah, you're totally exempt from doing even more chalitza to Rachel, and you could stay married. To Leia. So, our cases where it's just a halachic engagement. And the, the ruling is like Rabbi Yudav and who follows the position of Yesh Zika, that there is Zika, there is this bond between the brother in law and sister in law, and so becoming engaged to Leia, for Shimon to become engaged to Leia would be the violation of a rabbinic prohibition. The Gemara asks as follows a very interesting question. What happens in the following scenario which was not addressed by the Mishnah? What happens, again, the cases where Reuven was married to Rachel, Reuven passed away, Shimon should now do Yibam or to Rachel, but instead he got engaged to Leah. What happens in this case where Leah passes away? Not where Rachel passes away, but now the case is where Leah passes away, is he now allowed to go ahead and do Yibim to Rachel? Meaning the question is as follows. Rachel was first, there was a possibility to do Yibim with Rachel. Then once he got engaged to Leah, now Rachel is his wife's sister. So now it's, it's forbidden to do Yibim. Once Leah passes away, now you are allowed to. It returns. And now you are allowed to get married uh, to Rachel. So do we say that you're actually allowed to get married to Rachel or not? Why would you say that you're not allowed to? So the logic to say why you're not allowed to is because there's a principle that once, when it comes in the context of Yivam, once there's a prohibition that prohibition to do to, to Yivam to Rachel, that prohibition con, oh, continues to exist. Essentially, uh, we revert back to the original prohibition. In general, we say brother-in-law and sister-in-law are not allowed to marry. If at any point in time we say that the mitzvah of Yibam doesn't apply, so then it reverts back to a brother-in-law, sister-in-law relationship where there's a prohibition, like in every other case outside of Yibam. And so therefore, uh, we would say that even though Shimon's wife, Leah, passes away, and so it's no longer his wife's sister, but since there was a point in time where you can't do Yibam, it's still his Brother's wife, and it's not in the context of yibum. It's not in the context of a mitzvah, and so therefore the prohibition should continue to exist. Uh, so that would be the reason to say why there is a prohibition. Uh, so the Gemara says that this is really a dispute. Rav <laughs> <laughs> and Rav Chanina say that if Leah passes away, you are allowed to do yibum to Rachel. Shmuel and Rav say the more obvious explanation to say that no, even if Leah passes away, you're still forbidden to Rachel. Why? Because when once you got engaged to Leah, you became forbidden to Rachel. So it, it's no longer a mitzvah of so now it reverts back to even more than that. It reverts back to being a prohibition between the brother-in-law and the sister-in-law. So even if Leah were to pass away, there still would be a remaining prohibition. So the Gemara then asks,
1: Amaravah,
0: well, if that's the case, what's the reason, with the logic behind the position that holds that it's permissible? My time is the Rav. Well, how could Rav say it's a dispute. How could Rav be of the opinion to say that really you are allowed to do uh, yibum If at some point in time it became a prohibition uh, because, you married, because Shimon married Leah or was engaged to Leah, so then uh, how could it become permissible? So the Gemara answers, uh, The Gemara answers because the position of Rav is as follows. At the time of Reuven's death, at the time of Reuven's death, Rav could have done yibum with Shimon. So at that time it was permissible. Then Shimon got engaged to Leah, so then it becomes a prohibition because it's his wife's uh, sister. Then Leah passes away. So Rob is of the opinion that it's true. In general we would say that if if there's no option to do yibam, even if it becomes an option later on, uh, you're never allowed it to do yibam. However, in this case, because there was at the point in time of the death of Reuven, it was permissible for Rachel to do yibam. It really was. And only later on did it become forbidden and then it became permissible again. So then we'll say, you know what, really it is, it is completely uh, permissible and it is allowed. The only time that it's not allowed is if at the time of the death of Rubain it was a prohibition, so then the relationship is a brother-in-law, sister-in-law relationship. But if at the time of death it was permissible, even though later on it became a prohibition, so we don't view this as a prohibition between a brother-in-law and a sister-in-law because at the moment of death there was this option of Yibum. I just want to point out, uh, as a last point, is that there's a very famous and interesting Rashba, a commentary on the Gemara, who says that while the position of Rav is that you could do yibum, it doesn't mean that one's fulfilling the mitzvah of yibum, There is no mitzvah of yibam. Once there's a point in time where you're not allowed to do yibum, there's no longer mitzvah of yibam. However, it's permissible to marry her. The point of the Gemara, the point of Rav is to say it's permissible because it's not a brother-in-law, sister-in-law relationship anymore. It's permissible to, do, to get married, but it's not fulfilling a mitzvah of yibum. a very interesting uh, position and opinion.